What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fierce, Favored, and Spiritually Grounded. I'm your life coach and host, Tanya Williams. So in this episode, we're going to talk about where my haters at. Most of us are so critical of ourselves, if we can be brutally honest, we all have things that we don't like about ourselves or we criticize ourselves for. You know, I could rattle off a whole list of things about myself right now without even probably thinking about it, of things that, you know, I continue to focus on that, you know, I'm not happy with myself. But if we continue to focus on those issues, it's only going to continue to make us suffer. So, you know, I'm actually concerned about the current tension in the world, even, you know, in the election cycles. People don't know how to have a relationship with each other. Our interactions seem to be um, become more intense. Every reaction um, has no self-control, you know, and everybody just seems like we're in a place where everybody wants to be recognized or relevant for something. So, um, you know, for instance, you could be talking about something that's going on with your life and you may have somebody, if you have somebody who's constantly got a problem with what you're doing, like if you talk about um, your business or what you got going on the side or, you know, your marriage, because it could be somebody who's single, who's got a little hater raid in them because you got somebody they don't. But if you find yourself constantly talking about something, you know, when you have something for yourself, sometimes you're excited about it and you want to share it with others. And when you start getting to a point where people start having something to say about it every time you say about it, then they might have a little bit of hatred toward you or a little bit of jealousy about what you got going on because you have something going on and they don't. So, um... I'm not sure, you know, what we've learned or how we communicate well in the first place because we've all gotten to a place where it seems like we don't know how to communicate and, you know, we've become more conditioned to hating on each other than loving each other in a more genuine, genuine way and you'll see it all the time um, on things like Facebook and things like that. So, the world or the word hates or hater comes thrown around but we don't realize what hate really is in James 3 14 and 15 it says but if you have bitter jealousy selfish ambition in your heart do not boast and be false to the truth this is not wisdom that comes from above but it is earthly unspiritual and demonic Whoo! how about that y'all so when Jesus used the word hate, one of the definitions means to love less. So when you become a hater on someone or to someone, it's not just about doing something against them. Hating can be when you do something at all. So um, hating can be anxious, um, that bitter, but hate can also be when you do nothing in a moment when love is so desperately needed. So for instance, if somebody's in a situation where they're pouring out their heart to you and you don't even say anything back to them, that's basically saying the same thing that I don't really care about what's going on in your life or your feelings or what you're going through. You know, I'm just listening to you because you chose to, you know, choose me to pour your heart out too. Um, and you and you show no interest towards helping them or even talking to them or even if it's a phone call you you like I don't have time for this you know I'm gonna have to call you back so every time we withdraw um, in love in opportune moments we align ourselves with the mindset of hate and we don't even realize it these days you know we're pushing to know how love at a level that we've never experienced ourselves you know in our current interactions with each other are showing that we have a little idea how to do a relationship so living our hating ways doesn't mean 
you know, that we don't speak the truth or stand for certain values, but how we use our words and treat others are critical. And that's the one thing people don't realize is how hurtful words are. There's some things that, you know, we say as spouses, you know, in the heated of a moment or a conversation that we may not even realize, but those words stick to people for years. I has, you know, I know men like to say, you know, women don't forget anything. They can tell you the conversation of what was said in 1992, which is true. However, I don't think women hold on to those just to say, hey, well, remember this day, you know, to be tit for tat and throw it back in your face. I think those words really hurt them because I can still recite some things that have been said to me and it wasn't to, you know, get back at, you know, my husband or anything to say, you know, well, you said this or you did that or whatever, but it's because the reason I remember it is because it hurt and it stuck with me and some things we just... You know, we try to get over, but it just, it just sticks with us. So we definitely got to be careful on how we choose our words. Um, you know, our current interactions with each other are showing we have little idea, you know, how to do relationship. Like I said, so leaving our hating ways doesn't mean we don't have to speak the truth and stand on those values. It's okay if you speak the truth in those moments, but remember, sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So if you come at somebody and you're just, you know, throwing accusations, or you're, you know, you're this, you're that, or whatever, you know, some people, I'm not saying tiptoe around it, but it's all in your delivery, so, you know, many are taking the back door out of, you know, relational growth, rather than pressing into growth, and unfortunately, the internet and social media give room for cowardly activity, we see it all the time, you know, where someone can slap someone right, you know, they'll make some nasty comment, or whatever, or some careless attack a person by communicating things we you know never had the guts to do if it was in front of us in person and I posted something not long ago about how some of these people are so disrespectful on Facebook it's made them to the point where they're so disrespectful that you know some of them need to get slight because if you was to say some of the things that you say to me on Facebook if it was back in the day when we didn't have Facebook I would straight up shame Jesus and you could forget about turning the other cheek. Me and Jesus will have our conversation later. But remember, Jesus used to flip tables too. So, you know, hating never um, is an option for an overcomer. So to help us, you know, entangle ourselves, I'm going to give us 10 signs um, to operate as a hater. So if you find yourself doing any of, the, any of these, you might want to you know, look at yourself internally, you may be a hater and you may want to pray and like ask God to remove some of these things. So getting your point across is more important than anything. So all you can see is when you look at others is the areas where you disagree and you focus on the conversation with people is to make sure they know where you stand and how you feel, you know, and it's always about you. It circles always back to you and how you feel. Number two, you're a terrible listener. This one goes hand in hand. I believe some of the biggest relationship problems come down to not listening. You know, we sit there and we're so actively understanding that someone is saying or the reasons that they're driving what they're saying. So we're just basically sitting there waiting for our turn once again to prove our point or say what we need. Like as they're talking, we're already sitting here thinking about, okay, what's the next thing I want to say? How am I going to defend myself? Because we live in a world of offense. 
Number three, you forget that people are real people. So this is what happens in many comments on social media at times. You know, um, if you've spoken to someone in person who acted rude online, well, you know, whenever they do this, they find they never talk um, the way they did online. So, you know, somebody may try to call you out on Facebook or in a text message or something like that. But if you were actually face to face with them, they wouldn't actually have the balls to do it. Number four, being right is your highest aim. If this is your goal, you may feel good about how you stand for what is right, but very few will talk with you about it because nobody wants to talk to somebody who already knows everything. You can't pull their coattail. Um, you can't be real with them because they already know. You know what I'm saying? Um, they can't take constructive criticism. They're always on the offense or defending themselves about why they're right. Number five, you have a problem communicating with dishonor. You know, I'm not sure um, that with everything Jesus and his apostles taught in scripture, how we can feel that it's okay to attack a person with dishonor. You know, we see a lot of that going on today. You know, no people has any honor for, even I've seen people cussing in front of pastors or people who's religious and things like that. They have no honor to them. I'm not saying be fake, you know, or you don't be yourself or whatever like that. And we're all, you know, we all need growth and, you know, or whatever. But so I've seen some people do it to the point where it's like, I'm just doing it to prove a point that you can't tell me anything that I'm going to be how I am. I don't care who I'm in front of. And that to me, I think that's very disrespectful, especially if it's somebody who's a pastor or something like that, or, you know, just in general, if you know that person is trying to live a life for God, but you're constantly doing these things, and for them, I feel like, you know, that's almost like you're trying to be their stumbling block. Number six, you focus on the problems and criticism with no attention to real solutions, you know. So, pointing out problems is easy, but it takes a stronger person to look for situations and solutions to solve them. You know, Christians can be known for uh, what we're against, but not providing answers and solutions to people. So, for instance, you know, some people, like even in church or, or organization, we could all complain about what is wrong, you know, and what needs to be done. But how many of us actually go and say, after that complaint, we say, okay, this is what's wrong. And now this is what I suggest to fix it. You can only take to them a solution. It's up to whoever's over that to actually put it into to action so remember if you're going to complain about something then you need to have a way to fix it as well or be a part of the solution number seven take information out of context to make someone look bad you know this is what the media does for a living the problem is we feed you know on um on it to develop perceptions of others that are not really accurate the world lives on sound bites and snippets that are designed to paint someone in a negative light so don't be a part of that. You know, so many times we see uh, interviews with celebrities and stuff like that where they do little clips and they only take out the bad parts of it and that's what they show. You know, they never do the show the good things about them because they're always trying to make somebody look like, you know, they're bad. So nobody's really wanting to give anybody credit for doing any good in the world. Number eight, you have little intimate relationship with the person that you're hating on so sometimes you know you'll come across somebody who verbally attacks you in a well-known public figure you know as you listen to their words they're talking about them like the person like it's personally their life and motive so um you should ask them so do you personally know this person rarely the answer to that is yes so people like to you know gossip a lot and this is one thing that gets on my nerves about christians 
and believers. You know, they like to judge everybody for everything they do. They like to judge people who drink, who smoke, and things like that. But they're the very ones who will be out in the church parking lot after service gossiping about somebody for an hour. So excuse me, I'm sorry. You got to recognize your sins too because the Bible says no sin is greater than the other. So don't cast rocks in glass houses. So that's one thing that really gets on my nerves is they're so quick to point out everybody else's sins but can't recognize the small ones they think because they're little that you know there it's not a sin as well and number nine you focus on what you disagree with not common ground that you can find it really takes seeing someone with compassion to even care about looking for common ground if all you care about is being right then finding common ground will not even be an option for you because you're all you're going to do is argue the situation until they agree with you or in the conversation or till they see that you know you can feel like you're right in the situation number 10 and lastly you cut off others quickly rather than leaving the room for a healthy relationship to iron it out so basically you sweep things under the rug hoping it'll go away you know relationships become cheap uh, commodity as soon as someone has different viewpoint you shut down uh, the possibility of connecting with them this is often why christians don't have the influence we could and should you know we only hang out with people who agree with everything we believe and when having conversation with others who don't have the same viewpoints can help us understand what's going on in our hearts of people and break us out of our rigid and involving ways so remember what you criticize is often your own issue we often criticize others um, for what it's going on in our own life we feel that you know um we're tempted to throw stones like i said before but we got to learn to check ourselves before acting so i challenge you today by asking yourself which area can you address today to let love flow through you in a greater power so this concludes this episode of where my haters at thank you guys so much for always rocking with me and listening to me and thank you guys for emailing me those topics and if you have any topics you would like me to discuss keep sending those to tanyawilliams01 at gmail.com if you're not already following me check me out on facebook at tanya williams life coach And I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Um, So y'all have a great day. Until next time.